And welcome back to another episode of the podcast, She Could, So She Did, where we have candid conversations about dating after divorce in your 40s. As you guys know, I love to talk about and have guests um, to share anything and everything related to just dating in your 40s, dating after divorce, etc. Before we get into this episode, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. We have been doing great in season two. Um, Also, if you are not yet following us on Facebook, head on over to Facebook. I've been asking questions um, every couple of days to engage the community. I would love for you guys to weigh in. Our most recent question was, let me pull it up, let me pull it up. Are you friends with any of your exes? So would love to hear, do you guys stay in contact with your um, former spouse? Yes, no, maybe, hell no. Would love to hear what you guys have to say about that. Also, our Facebook page is Dating After Divorce Podcast. So make sure that you give us a like there and share with your friends. Um, As you guys know, I aim to have new episodes out on Saturdays. Um, So make sure that you at least check in on Saturdays. And I always post them on Facebook first. Okay, so our next guest, her name is Dr. Renee Matthews, and she is a rising leader in the healthcare industry. She spent the early part of her career as a medical educator, and recently she has been making the rounds on the radio circuit, um, doing satellite radio shows, and Dr. Renee speaks at a lot of different conferences on everything from social media motivation, entrepreneurship, starting your business, etc. She's been featured in Ebony, Essence Magazine, and has contributed to a number of different well-known sites, including Essence, Madame Noir, and Black and Married with Kids. Um, So I know I was in the doctor's office one day, and I also saw Dr. Renee, who appears on the show out of office with Dr. Renee, wearing her white lab coat. Um, And that is seen at about 45,000 doctor's offices and Walgreens across the country. So thank you for being here, Dr. Renee. So I have a couple of topics that I want to um, talk with you about today. Everything from like, you know, what it's like to be a physician in the dating world, your experience with online dating. So let's start with our very first question. Have you ever had any friends like try to set you up on a date? No. Never. Never. And you know what? It's not that I haven't asked and Lord knows my mother's asked, but it's like, they're like, you know, all the dudes, like all my husband's friends are a bunch of, bo- you know, a bunch of duds or <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you. You know, I mean, seriously, this is what I've been told. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, I thank you for having the good sense to know mm-hmm. that you don't need to put me in the fire. So yep. I'm like, so my mom you- though, my mom, that's what her thing was. That's why she always is asking my friends because she said, well, in my day, that's what we did. You know, our friends introduced us to people. Yeah. So yeah. That's why. So I met my current significant other through mutual friends, but, um, and I've been, yeah, I've had friends try to set me up before. Um, and you know, sometimes it like there's chemistry or there's no chemistry. So how do you go about like to, in today's age, especially with like before pandemic, like how do you typically go about meeting men? So I will be honest with you. I did do online. I did it once at 30 something. 
was mm-hmm. I like 36, 37? I did it and it was horrible. It was the worst experience Early on. ever. Mm-hmm. I was just like, this is a nightmare. Really? And oh, I hate Okay, it. wait, which apps were you on? What was I on then? I think I was on OkCupid then, Match. This was so early, there weren't a whole lot of options back So, then. yeah, as I was going to say, a couple years ago, yeah. like Bumble, I don't think was out. Right, However, exactly. okay, did you do the free version of Match or the paid one? Because there's a big difference, because I did that. I did both. Okay. And so, I'll tell you my philosophy on Match in a minute. But I, um, this was, like I said, early on, so there was not a ton of apps. I did, I did OkCupid, and I know I did Match. Cause my friend was like, you need to diversify. So it was a, it was a few, but I just remember it was just being a nightmare situation, but I realized <laughs> the nightmare was half because of my, my whole mentality about it. I didn't have the right thought process going in. So mm-hmm. fast forward, I turned 40 and I'm like, okay, well I have to hurry up. Like this is ridiculous. So I was focused. I was on eight apps. Okay. Hinge, Bumble, Match, no, no, Hinge, Bumble, OkCupid, Plenty of Fish. There was a black one. I forgot what it's called. It where had black just people started. Meet. I wasn't on that, but I, I think there was one called Where Black People Meet. That might be what it was. Mm-hmm. There was another one that was like Black Professionals. I forgot what that was called too. They had just like, they were like beta, I think. It wasn't really working like perfectly at that time. Um, I can't remember the other two, but, um, but yeah, so I had the right attitude though. I know you're listening. I think I'm crazy, but my attitude was I'm the shit and <laughs> it's your loss. If this Wait, that, and, what's wrong with that attitude? Okay, I, told you. I didn't think anything was wrong with it. I'm glad you do. So that was my attitude. And my other attitude was I'm going to have fun with this. So I wasn't like, I wasn't, so the problem the first time was that I was like, okay, oh God, I don't like him like that. But I mean, he checks all the boxes. I guess I have to marry him. So it was just the wrong (laughs) attitude. Yeah, it was just bad. So this next time I was like, okay, I'm just gonna have a good time. And so I did, I had, I had a roster and I kept vetting them and one would bump off. The next one would get off the bench and come on. I love it. And I just, I mean, people were like, Renee, you're insane. I would literally have like three dates in a day. Breakfast, lunch, Okay, so first of all, I co-signed with this plan. So I did, I did them briefly, like very briefly. Like I would literally go on, build my roster and shut it all down. And then, <laughs> like you said, I would vet them. I would go through X people, move them up to the next level. You know what I mean? Um, and then I've talked about this on the podcast before. I remember lining up like two dates in one evening because, hey, my time is limited. So, and I staggered it so that there was, yep. you know, a nice little buffer in between. Um, and then it's so crazy. I think it might have been on that night or maybe another night. Um, like, I think I was waiting in between. And then I met this guy <laughs> when I was like waiting for the next date. Actually, it was at a different location. Um, but I still had, like, I was finishing up my drink. And then this guy was like, um, so are you, like, meeting somebody? And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm about to have, like, you know, I'm getting ready for, like, a date or whatever. So he's like, okay, well, when you're done with that date, call me. And I did. He gave me his number. And I literally, like, went on this date. It was okay. Um, called him afterwards. And then we went dancing and had, like, so much fun. And I did end up dating him very briefly, that guy. Like, out of the, 
all guys at night, I'm like, okay, this guy's actually kind of fun. So I'm very like, I still think organic meeting is great. It's hard to do that now, obviously, right. because of COVID. COVID, yeah. But, but I mean, even before COVID, I, everyone was like, why are you single? You are out and about. And I said, thank you. I go out. I have a very full social calendar. I mean, you know, just in my job, I end up doing a lot of different events and going yeah. to different events. And, you know, I travel quite a bit. And I was like, and so people kept saying people are intimidated by you. And I was like, um, that is not cute. I'm like, that, I'm 411. Like, yeah. why? And yeah. so I always said, well, if that's the problem, then he's not the one for me because I'm just a human being. And I will never forget I met, what is the name of the app that, um, the one that's black, some black people meet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I got on there for a heartbeat. And so I met this bus driver and I had nothing against him being a bus driver because <laughs> I, didn't I, say I, feel did, like, okay. <laughs> I feel like there's a means to an end. Like I honestly felt like I was going to be a barista if that's what I needed to do to develop some money and to get, get health insurance while I was working as a solo. Sure. I was like, you got to do what you got to do. Of well, the course. problem was that this was his life's goal. So therefore, we didn't have a whole lot in common because if your life's goal was to be a bus driver and not to own a fleet of buses, then I don't know. You know what I mean? Your ambition just Wait, ain't on my level. Was he like a city bus driver? Yep. A school yep, bus yep, driver? Yep. Okay. City. I mean, city. city benefits. I know. And I City know benefits. they make good money. But the problem, other problem was when he would send text messages, they were all in caps. Don't oh, yell no. at me. <laughs> Secondly, he kept saying how proud of me he was. I'm sorry, but I didn't do anything extraordinary. Yes, I went and got a medical degree, but I really didn't do anything that you, like, you know, it was just a choice. Like I chose to go to school and do this and you chose to go to school and get a law degree. Like to me, it's, so the people that should be proud of me are my ancestors and my grandparents who my grandfather had a third grade education. He could be proud of me because clearly, you know what I mean? He had to stop going to school because he had to work the plantation. That's someone that can be proud of me. Sir, you're the same age as me. Like, you had the same opportunity. Same opportunity. We yeah. didn't, like, I didn't come from some wealthy family and my parents just wrote a check for school. No, I, I have loans still for my degrees. So, no. And I didn't like that. And then the other thing was he made fun of my height. And I said it over and over to him to stop. And he wouldn't. So, needless to say, we never, ever went out in person because... You don't listen. Like, I mean, this is a simple thing that I've said over the phone several times now, and you still haven't figured out that I'm not being funny. So you guys about never it. actually physically went like never on a date. Physically date. went on a date. This was only phone calls and text messages. And when I was talking to one of my friends and her husband, he's a nice, wonderful guy. And I told him the story, and he goes, Renee, that's not cool. Like, if you said to him one time, that's all you should have said. One time you said, no more jokes about my height. He shouldn't have never made another one. And for the fact yeah. that he didn't listen to you on that small little thing, you got bigger problems coming if he doesn't listen to something as simple as that. Um, what's, you know, what's the family influence where you're from and let everyone know where you're yeah. from. So uh, we're Antiguan. So I'm actually half Antiguan and half American. We've talked about it even as the cousins in my generation. And we're like, you know, it's really important that we all get along because we're all so tight. Like if we don't all get along, it's going to be a problem. So I think it's really important. Um, and it's funny because when I told my aunt, okay, well, you know, I met this person. She's like, and if it's West Indian person, she goes, well, what, what island are they from? 
And you know, we know people there. And then, oh, yep. <laughs> that's that's the Haitian thing. What's his last name? What's his right. last name? Like, you know, and then they start doing investigating. So then is it safe to say that you do think like, let's say it's somebody that your family doesn't know, maybe he's American or what have you, but right. do you think that um, family should have a say so, or at least provide input really on who your life partner may be? No. No, okay. <laughs> but I think that you should be like, I personally have the good sense to know who is going to make it and who isn't going to make it. So one thing I have heard, and you might hear this too as a physician, is that like, you know, people with, you know, certain degrees, lawyers, doctors, et cetera, that we really are like intense. I've heard that I'm intense a lot. Um, and then, or that just like lawyers and doctors, like, and you know, those types of professions are really hard to date because for men to date, because we're so strong-minded. Do you think that's, a, that might be a true statement? I think that, I think that's true of a lot of women that are in, um, careers period, because I, I know I had a big sister that told me, she's like, you need to leave work at work. And when you come home, you need to let him be the man. And I was like, and I wasn't dating anyone at the time. And I was, I might've been 20 something, 30 something. Maybe I was in my early thirties and I just didn't know what she was talking about. Later in life, I figured out what she was talking about. I was like, she's absolutely right. But I, I tell everybody, I, I, I never knew. You don't know until you date all those millions of people. I know exactly what I want. Somebody who can make a decision because indecisiveness drives me insane. Same. Secondly, because of the fact that I run my own company, I make every decision in my whole life. I don't want to make anymore. So if I can yes. trust you with these things, then, oh my God, my life is so much easier. I hate driving. I hate <laughs> making decisions. Like there's all these things that I have to do that I don't want to do. So if you can do that, I'm so happy. And so I think me personally, as a doctor and a solopreneur, I'm sorry, but I am one of the people that's like, I take my hat skirt off and I'm just like, whatever you want to do. Like, you know what I like and what I right. don't like. And I have a lot of food allergies. You know what I can eat and what I can't eat. So make a decision on what we're eating. Yes, I am so on board with that. I agree. Like, I want to fall back. So I am, I like you, working hard, making a lot of decisions, not just for myself, but for, you know, three kids most yep. of the time. So I'm just like, okay, I just don't want to decide where we're going to eat for dinner or where we're going and where we're right. staying and, you know, exactly. what place. Like, you know, the type of hotel, like, just make a recommendation, like, you know, give me two options maybe, and then I'll pick between A and B. And B. Right? So definitely I'm bored with that, and I totally agree. I do want a traditional man. Like, and by traditional, like we were saying earlier, I want a man to lead. I want him to drive. You know, I want him to make the difficult, like guide us in making some of the difficult decisions. And that surprises a lot of people because, you know, I am an alpha woman. And, and that I, I surprise when I say it, people are like, really? I'm like, oh, yes. It doesn't like, um, I am an alpha woman, but at the same time, I need an alpha man. I don't want to control a man. No, I don't want to be controlled by a man either. And I don't see that as controlling, but I really need a man to stand up and man up. So, right. you know, if you can't man up, with what we're dealing with, then we're not, it's, we're going to have a, you know, a, a troubled pa uh, path forward. So let me ask you another quick question. Do you prefer to date Caribbean men? Um, so the funniest thing is that <laughs> when I was a young buck, <laughs> I had a very long list of things that were no's. <laughs> we're just okay. never no way. 
So one of them was he couldn't be West Indian because I was like, I already have one West Indian man in my family, my father. And I was like, I don't need another one. Mm-hmm. And I was so, so, so serious about so it. So tell us why though. For those people who may, I'm assuming he's a traditional West Indian oh. man. That's why you might be saying it. So tell us so, what well, you can the thing. So I think I was young and dumb because for all the, I don't even know what the reasons couldn't have been then. But for all those reasons, that's why I have to have one now. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way. I was, and I, like I said, I don't know what I was thinking then. And you know, my other thing with Caribbean is that if you are first generation, that works because then you understand both sides of the fence. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And you're not I expecting agree. me to prepare your plate and bring it to you. <laughs> I, I know. Well, you know what? I'll bring my man his plate. I don't mind that. <laughs> All right, so last question as we wrap this up. Um, what do you think, or would you be open to having a date of yours like taped? Like a first date, second date, like videotaped for like the world to give feedback? Because I'm... No. <laughs> Why is that? I just, I, as much as I am, you know, on live every five minutes, I am very personal, private person. I like my personal life to be my life. And it's funny, there was a dude that I spoke to and he knew me from online and he's like, wow, like I wouldn't know any of this from online. I said, yeah, because my private life is private. Mm-hmm. What's online is what I want to be there. That's true. I am pretty private as well. Um, like, it's funny because, like, family members and stuff are like, you didn't post this on Facebook. Like, they actually get surprised. I'm like, I actually don't post a lot of stuff on Right, exactly. What are you, you talking know. about? Like, you know, I don't have to. So right. I post, obviously, it's like you're, you know, honestly, you're putting Strategic. a narrative together. Exactly. Yeah, it's a narrative. But I do think, like, you know, it might be something, the criticism might be harsh, Um but I feel like if we all got feedback, even from like strangers, like, you know, we have, we see ourselves maybe through rose colored glasses, or maybe, you know, you might be very super critical of yourself unnecessarily. I kind of see that there's some value to going on a first date, especially maybe even a second or third where you're kind of opening up and opening yourself to feedback. I would definitely. Well, listen to, to this. I, um, you know, Paul Carrick Brunson is one of my bosses. Yeah. And so the way that he does his thing, they do record some of the dates. Like he gets you, he sets you up on some ridiculous number of dates in a short amount of time. I forget. I want to say it's 50 dates in in a hundred days or something. Wow. I'm not joking. Mm-hmm. And um, what he does is they do record, like I forgot a portion of them and they mm-hmm. play them for, and they, what they do is actually they might not record the date. They record the feedback of the person you went on the date with. Oh, and they allow you to listen to that feedback to see like, you know, and they learn a lot and they do that before you've been on all the dates. So therefore you won't screw up the next half or whatever amount you have left. Yeah. Now you've learned a few things about how people perceive you and maybe some things that you do that you didn't realize you did. I'd be open to something like that Mm -hmm. where it's not a big public forum, but it's you know, you and your matchmaker and, you, you know, discussing and figuring out what's idea. going on. I think that would be helpful, more helpful to me than, I'm sorry, those thumb, thumb thugs. You yeah. know, some people just, what they said was just not helpful. You know what I mean? One going to yeah. be helpful to anybody there, but 
I think if it's you and your matchmaker, and yes, I'm open to a matchmaker. I'm like, Lord, if it don't work out soon, I will be hiring the Paul, K, Paul C. Brunson Agency, PCB Agency, um, <laughs> because I, um, I trust them. They've had great success rates, and I, I would go with them. But, um, and then it's not cheap either, which tells you that people who do it are serious about it. Yes. Yeah. So I totally would be open to it. I would be open to it. Yeah. Like, I just, I believe, like I was saying earlier, like, you know, it's not rocket science. It's finding compatibility. It's also finding shared values and then knowing what your, your deal breakers are, you know? So once you know what those deal breakers are, um, and then if the other person knows, like if they're willing to break the deal, then they're not willing to be with you, right? Long term. So I'm all about dating with a purpose. I've talked about that before. But not only do I date with a purpose, but you just got to kind of make quick decisions. I mean, you can be flexible. You know, I'm not rigid, but make quick decisions. And then if it's not a good fit, it's not a good fit. Well, okay. So thank you, Renee, for joining me today. Tell everybody where we can find you online, on social media, all that good stuff. I am Ask Dr. Renee on all platforms, A-S-K-D-R-R-E-N-E-E. And my website's AskDrRenee.info, I-N-F-O. Great. Awesome. Thank you, Renee. Thank you for joining. If you are new to the She Could, She Did podcast, make sure that you guys subscribe, share this episode with your friends, and do not forget to comment and give me feedback on whatever topics you guys would like for us to discuss next. Thank Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Okay, thank you. Let me see. Where's the stop button? No problem. All right. So thanks, Renee, again. And thank you, everybody, for listening. I'm your host, Nadia Policard. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you subscribe and share it with a friend. Until next time, chat soon.